Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text hope NY in New York. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Cat, sorry. <laughs> you can't play with wires. That will kill you. Rue recognizes your podcast voice as soon as you talk. He's like, no, 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 don't start. I think he's talking to celebrate me. <laughs> well, you know what? When I was broadcasting from home in the middle of the pandemic, he would know the name, like the sound of my voice, like when it would change. Oh, yeah. Because very like run in and out of the room and stuff. And so I think it makes sense that they they know the tones of our voices. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Well, how is everyone? Welcome back to the A Block Podcast. It's Haley, Claire, and Jacqueline. We hope you all have had a fantastic week and are doing well, feeling healthy, feeling energized, yes. feeling sexy, mm, always, feeling, mm. je- always, always feeling aroused. Um, anyway, welcome in to the A Block. We're here and we're ready to party. And I'm, I'm very excited about this episode. We've got a really fun topic area that we're all going to discuss today. We're super excited about it. It's something that you could do at home or even with your friends. So. Stay tuned. Or lovers. Or lovers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm wearing a 
hand-me-down nightgown right now. Okay. Um, so your script, let's see it. What's on? Oh, it's a pattern of some sort. It's, it's floral. It's flower pots. Oh, cute. Look it's, at you. It's quite oh, old. it was my mom's. Are you continuing? Because recently you had said your favorite things was some new nightgowns. Are you fully mm-hmm. on the nightgown train? Fully. Yes. It's just, it's, it's damn hot. Yeah. Honestly, you are, you're sleeping on the sun. <laughs> I need as little cloth touching my body as possible while still being clothed at times, um, in my apartment because yes. I'm not going to go full nudist over here, but <laughs> I cannot sleep in the nude. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's too much of a topic area. I can't do it. I know people that do, and I just can't do it. I'm afraid something's going to, a bug's going to come in and, <laughs> And oh my God, that's so I, funny. I don't know. In my brain, my weird brain, I can't sleep nude. I can't do it. Well, I, yeah, I'm just uncomfortable and I'm, I'm scared. I don't really like, um, I don't like sleeping in long sleeves or in pants because I don't like the waistband on the pants. And then I just don't like the things like, I don't like the sleeves around like my wrists and like around my yeah. neck. Like I just want like a very, very large t-shirt. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. Okay. All right. Do you wear shorts or just your undies? Just undies. Just undies. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can do that. A full that's, that's high neck of... nightgown that goes to the floor. Absolutely no high neck. Cause I too can't <laughs> deal with anything around my neck when I'm at, at really any time, but especially mm-hmm. when I'm lying down, it like makes me almost have like a full panic attack. And I I always, a lot of times I same, sleep, Claire, I, I fall asleep, I sleep like this. Oh, with like, okay, she's doing oh, right she now. She's got her skirt kind of pulled up in the front up towards her mouth. It just, yeah. Same Claire. It makes me feel like anxious to have like things like enclosed. So I'm like, I guess it can't. I've been that way since I was a kid. Yeah, I don't know. Same. I'm like, what happened? What happened to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what, what's the trauma I forgot back to? <laughs> Yeah. What if I blocked out? Yeah. No. Okay. So wait, your nightgowns that you sleep in now, are they short nightgowns? Um, it depends. This one here, I'll give you a full body. Oh, oh yes. Strut sis. It's this short. So I have shorts on right now Ooh. because I didn't want to sit here. I was my... like, Ooh, are we going to see yo coochie? <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad I, I am. There just stands you slowly, up. She lifts it up. You slowly lifted like, that too. I was like, <laughs> like a little wow. strip. It's got like a tasteful little sleeve. It does um, a little cap. So it's, it's like a little it. cap sleeve. A little yeah. cap sleeve. See, I don't like to, but I agree. I like a big t-shirt or a big loose shirt. I don't like to sleep, sleep in like a tank top, like anything sleeveless. I don't like it. I get cold. I'm not a big tank top person either for bed. I don't yeah, know. Why. I, like yeah. I like a, even if it's short sleeve, which I already have my pajamas on I'm wearing a set from Soma, which in my opinion, they are, oh, pajamas yeah. are just the best. It is a sleep more worry less. Oh yeah. That's them. a cute set. Yeah. I love it. It's got these little white pants and they look like old school prison pants. You know, the black and white stripes. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like from an old, like, yeah. like when the first just went to jail. Um, but they're like navy and white striped and then a little white top, but love a pajama set. Love them. But I got to have my shoulders covered. I can't. Oh, no. I'm so she's modest. She's a modest. She's a modest, modest sleeper. Apparently in my mind, the bugs are just sitting on the floor waiting for me to get in bed. Then they're going to crawl up here and get on my shoulders. And yeah. I never thought up. about the sleeping in nude thing in relation to exposure to bugs. I do think. But- 
the question that, like, he asked as well, what happened to me as a child? I don't know. I, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Well, well I, I get concerned about on you. Yeah. I have fallen asleep a time or two in the nude and it does alarm me the next morning. I'm like, what if someone broke in? What if like I needed to run out of the house mm-hmm. and it actually happened not too long ago. I like I had taken a shower and fell asleep with my towel yes. and it was like a Friday or Saturday night. Um, oh, it was a Friday night. And the next morning, my friend, she had accidentally left her key in my purse to like, not her apartment, but to somewhere. And she was like banging on my door at like 8 AM on a Saturday. And I was like, what, what? And I didn't know what was going on. Cause, and she, uh, I woke up and I got out of bed and I had no clothes on. And I was like, so disoriented. (laughs) I was like, hold on, hold on. And it all came. I, it was just so this one, so I don't recommend it. I don't like it. Sorry. I just had a, re- a recovered memory of when Claire and I were on a trip to Denver a few years ago and we stopped to pee at a grocery store. Well, we went to buy oh, no. the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> You're the way you said, hang on. Remind hang on. <laughs> we stopped at a grocery store to buy a few essentials and then we both needed to pee. They had like two one-seater bathrooms. Well, the one we went in did not no. lock. And it's a busy grocery store in Denver. A grocery store and is always an interesting place. Decide you're going to use the bathroom anyway. Yeah, it's like, like, who goes in here? Yeah. And so I go and she kind of stood watch. Then I go and then I go to start look for things. Well, Claire goes in there. And she thought I was trying to play jokes on her and open the door. But I wasn't me. I had left and had continued shopping. Someone was opening the door <laughs> several times. And Claire was telling me about but later she came out and goes, someone kept opening the door. And I just kept saying, uh, hello, <laughs> hello, <laughs> someone's in here. Hello. But I kept saying hello, like louder. I was louder, so uncomfortable. I was like, what? She said, I thought it was funny. And I was like, no, that was definitely not me. They're like, no, but that was a stranger, Claire. Hello. Oh my God, that's so funny. You've she never felt more vulnerable. She was like, I don't I understand. Know. That's the worst. Yeah. Even if like the door is locked and someone's turning the door, you're just like, hold on. Thank you. Yeah. Please. yeah. Like, oh, it's see, like if the door is locked and they're dangling it, I don't say shit. I'm like, they'll, they'll figure it out. Yeah. I don't say if someone knocks, I'll say, what do you say? What's your default phrase? If someone knocks on the bathroom door in public, one I'll just second. say someone's in yes. here. I say, I say one second. I say one second for some reason too. I say that. I don't know if my mom said that when I was a kid, I always say one second. I'm going to start feels- saying, oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I don't hello? know what that was my go-to that day. It's like, they think you're trapped in there and you're so glad to see <laughs> other signs of life. Hello. Like, I've been in here for 25 years. It's like I've fallen down a well. I've been here <laughs> for 25 years. Yes. Is someone so else totally alive? Funny. So funny. Um, anyway, what's been going on with everyone, Claire, besides you melting in the Texas heat? I Are you am, surviving? Yeah. I am. You know, again, I still, it's so hard. It like, this time? <laughs> well, let's look. Let's look and see what the old temp is. Let's just do a check-in. Yeah. It says... Do, do, do. Uh, we're at an even 100 right now. Oh my God. <laughs> I 
mean, what the hell? It's fine. It's I fine. I get in my car this week and it's like 81 and I'm like, oh, gross. I know. Well, this was always my predicament when I had first moved to Lexington where we would ha- be made to go do hot weather stories. And it was like 80, the, the high was like 86. And we're like, be careful in this extreme heat. And I was yes. just kind of like, I don't, I can't do this. Like yeah. 86 in the summertime is, is pretty cold, nice. Cold front. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's frigid in Dallas. They're like, oh my gosh, the grid is going down. <laughs> I gotta yeah. say though, I feel like, you know, 86, 87, that's like normal temperature in the summer for oh, absolutely honestly that's oh, even a little low for like july and august it's just so funny that we were all doing those freaking i feel like the three of us have done like every hot story imaginable or cold <laughs> or cold yeah oh my god i saw a tweet this week and it was criticizing news stations coverage of hot weather and it was saying hey let's stop treating um these hot weather stories, let's stop showing like video of children eating ice cream and playing in the water and stop treating these hot weather stories. Like it's just a silly fun day. We don't show people flying kites when a hurricane's coming in. Like we don't like do, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting. We're not like, like, but there are some people enjoying the wind. (laughs) Yeah. Like some people are finding a way to amuse themselves. The right side of this hurricane. It's like, Oh God. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't As we've it. said before, and we'll say it a million times. Local news is flawed. <laughs> oh, it's it's definitely got some I don't know about I thought it was issues. perfect. So yeah, that's true. We never had any issues. Nothing, yeah. No notes. No notes. Nothing to change. Yeah. Yeah. Um I've still been watching a lot of below deck and I'm still very much still below deck Australia. I finished below deck. It's below deck down under. I think I got down, the under, down under. Down under. And so oh my God. Watching- and the captain is so hot, right? Captain Jason. Okay. I got to look him up. I've captain him Jason. On- I've seen, he's on my TikTok feed. So I got to hit this up, but I've been really, really? love Island. So, oh, well, I love Asia and Toomey. Um, but now I'm watching below deck med seasons four and five because Asia is on those seasons and I like her. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm trying to follow her. I actually did, you know, one of the most uh, pathetic things one can do in this life. Oh, sorry. Hey, wow. Just, he is hot. No, he's real hot. Yeah. Cap, Captain Jason. He's hot. He's a, uh, yeah, I, I know what he looks like. He looks like a Ken doll. Yeah. He's gorgeous. And he's, he's a sweetheart. <sighs> he's a dad. His little girl's name is Saskia. Oh, Saskia. She lives okay. in the Philippines. Well, now I'm on board with Below Deck uh, down, down under. Yeah. Um, but I messaged on Instagram one of the cast members. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what you good. said? I was like, I just, I, I just, no, I'm not going to even tell you. <laughs> oh, okay, raise okay. your hand. You've never sent us well, a What did you say? Just, and just mean hello. And all yeah. of us. Oh, my God. God. Or respond to stories and be like, yes. I spent like majority of my life making music videos and posting them on YouTube, hoping the Jonas Brothers would recognize me. Jacqueline, you like, were a child. Look at me. Yeah, but I, this was way like in the I high also, school. I wrote letters to Tom Hanks. I like a little tiny psychopath. How can, you know and what? I was a baby. Also, don't forget Sean White. 
okay, now you're rubbing it in. Not for me. <laughs> We've all done it. We've all done it. We've all well, done things those, like There's those, that TikTok trend and it's where girls, like a girl through their boyfriend's phone, it says he left it in here. So I tried to go through the messages or his DMs, but all he's sending is like Tom Brady, a happy yes. birthday message. Like happy birthday, like, man. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so they do it too. Yeah. They just think if only he'd respond. I messaged, I messaged my favorite girl, Asia. So it wasn't like a thirst type message. I messaged Asia and I said, she hasn't responded by the way. Um, Asia, I just love your spirit. (laughs) Thanks for being such a light. You're, you're such a gift to watch. (laughs) What a a dork. I love it so much. I have sent equally cringeworthy messages. Cause it's like, you got to say something to get their attention. Oh, totally. There's a couple. Claire's just like, kill me. There's a couple influencers um, <laughs> that I follow that I constantly respond to. And um, one of the girls um, I'm obsessed with her. Her name is summer. She is married to John party. And I just like, I love like her style, yeah, literally everything she does. And I literally, I swear, I probably reply to her stories like every single day. And the (laughs) worst is, and not just like heart, I'm like, LOL. Like I always am like, you're like sending an actual message. Yes. 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 And I sent something that I sent, what did I send? Okay, wait, I'm going to look. Cause I sent something like maybe today or yesterday. And it literally just says, I, I saw it earlier and it was like seen and I was like, oh, oh. influencers are pretty influencers <laughs> are like some of the most likely to respond. I've had like Lindsay Silverman has responded to me a couple of times when I've asked, I've asked like a question or then like Grace Atwood's an influencer. And before your bachelorette party, uh, Haley, I messaged her cause she lives in Charleston. And I was like, can I get some recommendations for Charleston? And she gave oh, me yeah. a whole bunch. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I know. I was like, thanks. I recently replied to one of my favorite ASMR YouTubers on Instagram and wrote in all caps, yes, queen, go off. (laughs) That's so funny. She'll post these, obviously she's in on the joke, post these hilarious videos of her alone in her kitchen, silently dancing to her favorite rap music. And she's the whitest of the white girls. Like, and she's like, I know how stupid this is, but it makes me feel happy to do it. So she always is like ready for the cringe. And so I wrote, yes, queen go off. Like, what? like, I think she's going to be like that girl from Kentucky. I need to be friends with her. Like, what am I, what are we all hoping to gain? I know we like, we should start a long distance friendship. I know. Like, you know what you random girl on the internet, you're yeah. the one that I feel a, a, an authentic connection with. I'm going through mine and I haven't messaged anyone else like in recent history. Back in the day, I used to, my favorite beauty YouTuber, Jacqueline Hill, I used to send her messages and say shit like, you're so, I love watching you, your energy. Like, I just love what you oh, bring to yeah. the table. I, you guys, I literally send messages like that to my favorite influencers probably like every single day. I'm like, oh my God, that's so funny. Like, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> and we all respond as if we already know them. We're all yeah, like, yeah, honey, that is so you. That is classic you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I great. love it. But guys, if you say cringeworthy stuff, this should make you feel better. If you send, if you say anything silly in person, but especially if you're sending messages to your favorite celebrities, just know 
cringier. We're doing it too. We're doing it too. Okay. Everyone is using it. And if they say they never have, then they've, they're A, lying and B, they've clearly never been drunk before. Yeah. Um, I messaged Hillary Duff in November. Hell yes. I said, you got to share what you're wearing on your lips. (laughs) (laughs) I love that out of context. It's like, hmm. Not, not, not link for lipstick or what's I love, but you've got to share. You've got to share, share what you've got on your lips. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, it's the, it's what, what can you expect? You give us free range of getting into people's DMS. We're going to, we're going to say some weird stuff. It's going to happen. You know, God, I'm seeing some messages that I've sent and I'm like, Oh God. I just remember one time we were out were we out or it was a friend from college and it was after we were out of college and um but she wasn't on this is us yet I don't know our friend one of our friends messaged Mandy Moore when she before she was like oh kind of like back on the come up and it was like the most earnest message yeah. and she responded oh my God. <laughs> really? yeah I don't remember. I mean, this was placed years ago, (laughs) but we made fun of him. So so hardcore when he messaged. we're like, Mandy, we're like, this is so embarrassing. And then she responded. We're like, Oh, (laughs) a few messages back like that, like from smaller influencers, but each time it's like, I've met a celebrity. I'm like, she's messaged me. I'm like, she knows who I am. Like, do you ever think that? Like, if someone actually likes you, like, whoever responded to you in Charleston, you're like, she knows me. She knows who I am. I wonder if she ever thinks about me, you know? Yeah, she knows I exist. Obviously, I'm her favorite follower. Obviously. I mean, she probably, like, thinks we are the most similar. She has to be nice to everyone and, like, respond to other people. But she remembers that, like, we have that authentic connection. Yes, exactly. That's genuine, unlike anyone else's. Yeah. Amazing. Anything new with y'all? I clearly, once again, blew you all out of the water. So I don't no, know how you try and compete. Really <laughs> I am self-conscious. Well, the big thing with me this week, I'm self-conscious that I have a list because I got Invisalign last week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So on teeth are pretty darn tell. straight. I know. So my teeth are pretty darn straight, but I have them on right now. They're the little plastic, like kind of like a retainer braces type thing or the clear ones. Um, so my teeth are pretty straight. Um, but in the last like three years, my bottom teeth have started to shift and move and they're just a little bit crooked on the bottom and like crowding. Mm-hmm. So when I was at my regular six month cleaning, my dentist was like, they work with an orthodontist office. And he was like, have you ever thought about Invisalign? He was like, your teeth are fine. If it doesn't bother you, they're fine. He's like, but if you ever wanted to, you should try it. And I was like, hmm. so we did a partnership with the show. And so I'm thank God getting it, you know, for free. And I'm so excited. Um, through white girl maggard orthodontics, but yeah, so I just got them on last Thursday. And so I've had them on a week, no pain whatsoever. We'll I'll update you guys tomorrow though. Cause tomorrow I put in a new set and they say, oh. you know, the first day when you put in, you put in a new set every week, but I'm still trying to decide if I'm going to keep them in when I'm doing this and the TV show. Cause I can have them in 22 of 24 hours. I can take them out for two hours a day. Like when I eat or yeah. in my case, do a television show or something. But I'm still trying to figure that out. If I want to take these out while I'm doing like the, this podcast or TV, because I'm like, I feel self-conscious and feel like I sound weird, but everyone else that I've talked to has, yeah, yeah see, I haven't noticed know I had, but in my head, I sound like a snake. I'm like, so what do you guys think? <laughs> hey. Yeah. Like it would be, it would be weird to like hear your voice in your head and you're like, okay. In my like, head. Cause I can feel the way my, my mouth feels a little weird with them. Yeah. In 
But anyway, so it's just, I don't know. It's kind of cool. And so they went ahead and did the top two because my top teeth are super straight, but there's like one that's like not perfect. And they're like, if we're going to do the bottom, let's go ahead and do the top. And I was like, okay. You're like, you're already in there. Yeah. Which, but the cool thing is like Jacqueline and I were at lunch today and I have to do the really cool thing when I'm in a restaurant and shield my face from the rest of the restaurant and pull these suckers out. And it's, well, so I didn't even realize that you I had gone to the back until, and I didn't even realize that you had them in until you did that. And I didn't oh, even know okay, anything. Good. And at that point we had already been at two shoots and yada, yada. Yeah. And- okay. That makes me feel really good. Yeah. Cause yeah. I'm like super self-conscious, but I'm excited. So they said at max, it'll take like six months. Um, they were like, it could take less time than that. So well, if you've cool. thought about Invisalign, tune into the Lee and Hagley show. We're showing you guys the whole process. So anyway, yeah. I've never had braces or ever had anything besides like regular dental care on my teeth. And so I've, I'm just kind of like, no, consider yourself lucky. I know. Yeah, Haley, I haven't had, I've never had braces either. I know. And I've you haven't, been, I felt like so lucky. I was like, cause both my siblings had them and then, but I never did. And so I'm like, no, my, my mom and my dad didn't have braces either. And none of my siblings have had them. My oh mom my and my dad both had like perfectly straight teeth. Whoa. That's and like almost all of their siblings, like, like all of their siblings, like, several of their siblings did too. And I'm so glad that I, like, I, like that is not beyond me that I know that that is like really rare. Cause I remember in high school, like I was one of like the only one of my friends who did not have braces. Oh yeah. Who didn't have it at the time or who had had it like in middle school or Claire, how long did you have braces? Oh man. I, (laughs) I, well, I had braces two different times. I, I had, I had, I made up for all the orthodontia y'all didn't have. Cause oh, I did. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. Cause I had to get teeth pulled and then I had to get the muscle between my, cause I had an overbite, a crossbite and a giant gap in between my front two teeth. And then not enough room in my mouth for all my teeth. Here's what so. you said to your parents later. Thanks a lot. Jacqueline's parents gave her perfect teeth. Why oh couldn't you guys have been? You second, my mom says like the moment I was born, they could tell the way like my face was that like I had the, I had the overbite. I had it. Like it was just like my, the way my little skull was um, formed, but I had my expander, my headgear, and then I had braces on my first four teeth in third grade from third to fifth grade. And then I had no braces in sixth grade. And then I got them again. And I had from seventh through ninth grade. Oh my gosh. Like it takes a long time. And I still, I have my permanent retainer still on my bottom teeth. And then my actual, my retainer, I would sleep in at night just broke and I need to get a new one because I still wear, I would up until it broke, like just like two months ago. Um, wear my retainer every night ever since I was, what was that? 15, 14, yeah, 15 years old. Oh Holy crap. God. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, cause that's the thing with dental care. It's like, yeah, it, or straightening stuff. It's like, you got to maintain it or yeah, no. it'll go away. And then you got to do it again. I just don't want to, that trauma was, <laughs> I was like, we're never letting these teeth go back. I was so, cause after my, I had braces the first time, basically, you know, they had to like put those braces on to like move those teeth together. So my other teeth could grow in. Mm-hmm. Well, once I got those off, my front two teeth started to move apart again. And like some girls look cute with a gap in between their front two teeth. I did mm-hmm. not. And mm-hmm. I was like, as a kid terrified that that gap was always going to come back. So I was like, I'm never letting my teeth move. Cause it was so embarrassing. I had this huge gap in between my front teeth. Mm-hmm. Well, and it probably wasn't even that huge. It felt huge though, because you were like, no, no, this no, is not- it was a pretty big one. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it definitely probably felt bigger than it was, but no, it was a, it was a big substantial and you're like, um, this is not okay. Yeah. So why some teeth grow in well and others don't, I'll never know. I know. I've joined the orthodontia game. Well, welcome. Thank you. I'm here and I'm ready to party. Yeah. I'm excited to hear about the journey. I know. I know. I'm excited too. Tomorrow will be the big test when I have to put in because this pair they gave me in the office and they were like, oh, these are very mild. They're pretty much how your teeth are now. But in the next set I put in, I'm going to be like, oh, Lord. I know. I'll probably just cry no matter where you I am. probably can't see it. Oh, yeah. Oh, the oh you were a sweet little kiddo. The teeth. Your hair was so blonde. Like, I love how, like, your hair was so cute. I was saying it was it was white as snow. That's for Little sure. Blonde baby. Yeah. Oh. All right, Jay Quizzle, what's going on with you? Any newses? Uh, no, not really. Honestly, just been. I don't know. Same old, same old. I guess. How's Lexi? She living her life. Yeah, she's doing good. Every time we, every time one or all of us go, oh, she was. She'll be like laying down, and then she'll sit up and like look towards me. Like she's like, yes. But you're talking to me, obviously. <laughs> she's like, huh? Yeah, oh. she do it too. Have y'all seen that video? I saw it first on TikTok, and now I've seen it on Instagram. And it's that woman and her little bird, and um, Mm-mm. she. It's so cute. If I can find the audio, cause that's what it's all about. The bird, like they, they speak at the same time and, oh man, I'm ruining it because it's just okay. really, well, you're going to have to find it and post it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're so cute. what it's saying it at the same time that is insane i mean if i talk to lexi she'll talk back but i don't know what she's saying you know yeah i gotta stop saying her name because now it's so cute i love that yeah she's really cute they kiss she can like the owner kisses her beak and they go together (laughs) i love that that is adorbs yeah all right. Okay. What shall we discuss? Where do we want to start? Well, start with a couple topics and then do the fun, fun yeah, experiment. I did, I'll just start with the only one that I really know about. And that's that I read an article today that said it is now okay to cry at work. And I was okay, like, I saw that on our rundown. Tell me yeah. about this. Cause I want, I fully support this. Yeah. You know what? And I got to really- say this really would have came in handy when I was a news reporter. Just right. like, oh my God. Can I get out yeah. in front of that one? Yes. Yes. Just got to get that out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so get out in front of that one. Obviously it's been historically, um, unacceptable to cry at work. And, um, you know, it's like, don't show your emotions, yada, yada, Mm -hmm. yada. Well, I read this article today where, and I believe it was fortune magazine, um, since the pandemic and like all the things that we've been through as a society and culture, um, it's now looked at as strange. If you don't show emotion at work and you don't show yourself, it's like compassionate and like experience being, um, affected by what's going on in the world around you. So, I mean, 
it's still not like a great idea to like have a full mental breakdown every day at work, but it's like, okay to show that you're a human and it shouldn't be totally taboo to, to tear up or need to have a heart to heart with someone or, Mm -hmm. you know, just at least admit that, Hey, I'm feeling really like I'm feeling the weight of the world right now. And that shouldn't be looked at as a weakness anymore. And that was basically the gist of it, but I thought it was interesting. And I, I, I thought I get this newsletter every day, um, from like a local news little outlet, but they can like, um, what's it called? There's lots of, yeah, like a bunch of different articles from different places. And this is one of them. Yeah. And so I read that and I uh, just wanted to pass it along that you should feel free to cry at work. Like, no, I love that. I mean, uh, I mean, who hasn't cried? I mean, hello. I I mean, I certainly have Jacqueline. Have you? Oh, I mean, uh, more than I can even freaking think. I remember like one of my photographer friends and I, Morgan, um, hi Morgan. I know she's listening, but I mean, like we, like sometimes like we, I would just like, look at her and I'm like, we need to go. And she's like, what? And we would just like go and sit in her news vehicle and just like, I would just like start crying. And she's like, what is going on? And I was like, "Ah!" like about like, who knows? Yes. (laughs) I hate it here. Oh yeah. I would go to the bathroom. I would go to the makeup room and had a door that locked. And I would go in there if I was really upset about something. I'd go in there because I knew no one would come in. Like if you go to the bathroom stall, there's a chance some weird lady from sales is going to come in there and be like, you okay, honey? And I'm like, get out of here. Uh-uh. You're like, you wouldn't no, I don't get want it. you to know. Because you yeah. have to work like, from home. <laughs> yes. Like you don't understand. You're like, I'm yeah, going to in the old makeup get ready room. Yeah. With the closing door. And I'd lock that sucker. I don't care who knocked. I wouldn't even respond. I'd be like, I hope they think it's locked on accident. Cause I'm in here just trying to, trying to work oh. through this. I would, I, go there I, I would go into like an empty edit bay for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I always was like night side or morning. And then when I was day side, that's when I would, that's when I started going into the green, that empty room, the green room. Oh yeah. You got to do it. Well, I like this and I understand the rationale because it's like for the first time, at least in any of our lifetimes, like not that crazy stuff hasn't happened before, but this is the first time something so terrible and so long lasting and yeah. everyone in every single way. So we've all had, you know, you always, people always talk about, well, you never know what people have going on. You never know people's experiences. It's like for once, yeah, still those, but also we all share one collective thing that it's like, we've all been stressed and scared and everything to the peak. And like for years now. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's, we can understand. It's like, dude, I get it. <laughs> Well, if you're crying, I don't even need to know what it's about, but I get it. Like, I get it. Yeah. It says, if you don't cry at work, your coworkers will, or if you don't, your coworkers will now think it's weird if you don't show emotion and, um, kind of like being sarcastic about it, but, um, it goes more into talking about how soft skills, like there's soft skills and hard skills. So hard skills Mm -hmm. are like, you know, actual things that you've been like job specific training, but a soft skill is like your ability to connect with other people. And I guess they're saying like, as a society, we've grown to value soft skills actually more than hard skills. And the most important one is being able to interact with people and understand where they're coming from. And so it's kind of in relation to being able to do that, that they're saying it's okay to cry at work or have emotions and just be more than just these machines that come to work and leave every day. Because we are human after all, but yes, it does say like, 
context is everything. And um, don't just let the floodgates open every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because <laughs> yeah, you- I was gonna say, no, now that it's acceptable, I'm going to work in a crying break every day at work. Yeah. Hey, if you don't think I'm coming, no, it is okay. Crying, okay. Okay. Jacqueline's <laughs> just going to come and knock on my door and go, I need to come in. And then I'll be like, perfect. Now. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, oh, it's okay. weird if I don't, <laughs> Haley, you will think that I'm weird if I don't cry right now. <laughs> I like it. And it always, like in the past, like always, like pre-pandemic, you always felt like you had to hide. Oh, you, yeah. It was always going to be like, oh, my God. Because it was weird. Like, imagine, too, like when you saw another coworker, let's say one you weren't super close to, you like, it would be, an, gosh, I just saw so-and-so crying in the bathroom. Is she okay? Well, you yeah. know, because it was like, yeah, yeah. Storm. <laughs> well, then it just became no, like, like something really wrong? Yeah. what's going and on? And then it would it be, be like, yeah. And then it would be like, oh my God, what happened? Like, did she have a meeting with someone? Like, da da da. da. And then it would just become like, did she talk to someone? Like, is it about work? It's about the personal life. Like, da, 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 you know? Yeah. And then yeah. on the same coin, on the other side of the coin, you're like, I always felt weird about like uh, men at work seeing me cry. Like, I really didn't care about some of the women, but like men, especially, I was like, oh God. I'm like, they're going to think they're going to be like, like a oh, loser. She, exactly. Oh, she, yeah. She, I was like, I cannot, woman. Yeah. yeah. I remember one of my first weeks at LEX 18. Um, I was having a particularly hellish time. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so I was, I was in a news car with an older photographer who'd been around for a while and it'd been a very long day. And I was fully down and like, did like, did not know what to do. Had literally been sent on an impossible. Yeah. A fault of your own. Yeah. Because you were, and, giving, you were giving an impossible task. And like, here I am a new, new to this place. Don't know any of these people and was exhausted. And I just started like like sobbing in the news car. Like I was, I was so, I didn't, I just didn't know. And he just sat there like, Ed, Ed, honestly, it was the most gentlemanly thing he could do. And just scrolled Facebook <laughs> while I, <laughs> it was just like, she needs this. If he had I was like, the car, he just would have said she needs this. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, he is, he's seen this before. Like exactly. this is that's true. <laughs> He was completely unfazed as I sat in the passenger seat, like a completely unhinged human. Just like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, and then finally he'd be like, okay, what are we going to do? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, okay. And then just like pulled the car to a parking lot and we sat there. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, the Claire, the only reason I'm laughing is because I have 100 and 10% have done that multiple times. I've cried about work at work. I've cried about my personal life at work. I've just cried about literally everything in general and like mm. at work and in front of other people. And it's just like, I might've made this awkward, but like, I just need to get it out <laughs> so I can no, yeah, it's like, freaking live shot. <laughs> yeah, there was, and, yeah, there was, I wasn't going to be able to carry on with my work without letting it out. I was like, you don't have to, uh, in the news, especially like you don't get the luxury really of having a whole lot of alone time. Cause you're either in a newsroom with lots of other people, Mm -hmm. or if you're a reporter, you're in a car with someone else. So it's like, Mm -hmm. can I just get a minute? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's all just leave me alone. And then you're covering like a tough story. 
you know, like a tragic story that something bad happened or, you know, whatever. It's like a lot emotionally to process. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, you don't even have a minute to tell what's going on. And then there's, and then especially if it's breaking news on top of that, you have all this pressure of things that you need to be doing that you should be doing. And then you're like stressing yourself out on top of like the overly emotional situation. Then you don't have any alone time. And then you're like, not, you're usually like, not in the newsroom. So it's just like, you know, you're just talk about so talk much talk about, soft, talk about soft skills. Like yeah, if, soft you think, skills. if you're at home and you think just being on TV, like reporting from a live scene is just showing up there, looking good, saying the right words, not messing up, tossing to your story. And that's it. No, Jacqueline, that was a perfect example. You're having to juggle so much be it a horrible scene, but not be too connected to it. So you don't get upset. You have to talk about it as if you're like six steps away from it. And then you're trying to gauge, I don't want my bosses mad at me. So, and I got to get this done. And, oh, it's just, yeah. and you got to oh. tweet and yeah. you, you're trying yeah, to gauge, have say. I had too much water or too little water because too much, you need, you need to go to the bathroom and there ain't going to be nowhere to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Too the little and you're dehydrated skills. and you want to die. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, and then probably you're also like tired yes. and like, maybe you need like a nice coffee or a Red Bull, but then you also don't want to drink either of those because then you're going to have to go to the bathroom still. So you're just like, well, and then you're probably hungry. Um, and maybe like the, and now you got to do a freaking mic check. Yeah. And, and then, now you, you know, you still have, have to drive home and you have to write your web story. And then you probably have to do like another story for like a later newscast that's probably after your shift after it ends and you still have to do that and then write your web story um and then you'll probably be yelled at because you didn't take enough pictures or videos and post them on social media enough on top of all those other you got overtime and then and then you got overtime and then you're in trouble but you still had to drive an hour and a half or two hours back to the station um write your web story and all that yeah so Mm-hmm. And then you get to do it all again the next day. Yeah, that's just one day. That's just one day, guys. That's a five and six o'clock live shot. That's it. Oh god. I remember I remember there was one time I had been in Lexington reporting. I want to say it hadn't been that long. It was like I started in May, and this was probably like in the fall. And or mm-hmm. no maybe like me, maybe it was like a year. Well, anyways, so I, and like, I was, um, a morning reporter had left and I had filled her position. We hired someone and that person was with us short time. And they put me back in the morning show position as a reporter. So like I was, I had all these crazy days where I would be like, nine to five. And then the next day I would be the morning. And then the next day I would be nine to five. It was really weird. Well, there was one time I was day side and then morning the next day. And I finished my story. And it's, you know, one of those days where I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to like slink out of the newsroom, like sneak out. No one's going to see me leave. Oh yeah. And then I get sent to breaking news. And I, I literally was there till almost eight o'clock and I had to be in the morning shift the next day. And like, they were like, it was like breaking news. Like I was kind of being yelled at. And I was like, literally freaking out. Like like, um, years at the, at the scene. Cause I was like, I have to be here at three 30 in the morning tomorrow. Like stop yelling at me. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm literally, I'm literally doing the most. I'm literally doing it. I was like, I should have been in bed two hours ago. Yeah. And you're just like, and then they try to make you feel bad for being like, y'all know I have to be here in six hours. Right. For another shift. And And then when I said, 
Yeah. And then when they said something, they're like, well, hopefully you can leave at seven. And it's like, that's, that's like, yeah, hopefully. No, um, we none of us have trauma. We're fine. It's yeah. Fine. I was going to say, I kind of feel better now. <laughs> yeah. No, you got to get it out. Sometimes you just, the, the pain is still there, Jacqueline. It's still there. It's still real. Just let it out, honey. Okay. Well, so it's appropriate to cry at work. Now, you know, go and be, go be, and be free. Don't be, be emotionally in touch yes. with your coworkers. Okay. Do we want to talk about our, play our little, I guess it's not a game really, but to do our little experiment. Let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's do it. go. Okay. okay. So this was Claire's idea and I love it. So explain where you found this and what it is. So I honestly don't know how or why it popped in my head this week, but I first came to be aware of this. Um, around like 2015. And that might be about when the New York Times posted this article, but it's about the 36 questions that will make you, it's the 36 questions. Shoot. I want to, I want to get the word. Okay. (laughs) The 36 questions that lead to love. I was going to say that make you fall in love. No. Okay. Yeah. And it came out in 2015. And the way I came to find out about it was I listened to a podcast and it was called the 36 questions podcast. And it was this little like fictionalized, um, podcast or this, it was about a couple and the whole plot of it was weaved around these 36 questions. Okay. And so it's explorers, whether intimacy between two strangers can be accelerated by having them ask each other a specific series of personal questions. And so there's 36 questions. They're broken up into three sets with each set more probing than the next. So you get deeper and deeper. So like, you'll see these, this first set of questions are kind of more surface level, but still they're not, you're just like run of the mill questions. Mm -hmm. They kind of make you think, or they touch on things that you might not expect. But the, the idea is that the mutual vulnerability that you uh, expose closeness okay. so um okay. that's yeah that's so like allow it says allowing oneself to be vulnerable with another person can be exceedingly difficult so this exercise forces the issue and they also say that oh, the the final part of this is you're supposed to stare into the other person's eyes for four minutes <laughs> per question no, like at the very end of all the questions. Oh, like once oh, you've done all the questions, then you stare at each other for four minutes. Um, What's the science behind that? I, well, okay, the final task. Four minutes is a very exact time. You know what stare, I mean? It's staring into each other's eyes for four minutes is less well-documented with a suggestion ranging from two minutes to four, but they were unequivocal in their recommendation. Two minutes is just enough to be terrified. Four really goes somewhere. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. So, um, and so we're going to do the first section of questions here. And obviously there are three of us, um, but the first section of questions is 12 questions. And I don't know how y'all want to do this. Do you want to, does everybody want to answer everyone or does everyone just want to get asked one and we have to answer the question we're asked. I'd say if we keep our answers concise, we could all three answer all of them. I think that would be kind of fun. I, Cause I'm yeah. anxious Let's to do all the answers. Okay. We keep them pretty concise. Yeah. 
So one word or less. All right, here we go. <laughs> Even a letter will do. I think that's impossible for the three of us. Gotta be honest. All right. So here we are. The 36 questions that lead to love. You guys, we're going to come out on the other side of this and we're not going to know what to do. It's going to be awkward. We're going to be in love. Three of us are going to be in love. Um, But yeah, and you can look this up yourself. It is a New York Times article, but you can also, like there's actually a website dedicated to it. I think it's called like 36questions.com or something. Yeah. Um, Okay, so set one, question one. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? So it's a pretty like standard question. So we yeah, probably I've heard this, this is like an icebreaker or like yeah. a good conversation piece. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime I've been posed with this question or one similar, I always feel a lot of pressure to come up with a really cool, inspirational answer. Yeah. yeah and mine but, will not be that. Me neither. And I've always, anytime <laughs> that question's ever come up, I feel like I have to be like, oh, great philosopher. And I'm like, no, I don't want to have dinner with them. Honestly, I would... <laughs> The first person that comes to mind is Bradley Cooper. <laughs> All right. Oh, I mean, that's genuinely my very first. As soon as I, because I envision myself at dinner, I'd be like, what if I look over and freaking Bradley Cooper is sitting next to me? And I'm just like, here we are yucking it up over cheese fries. I would, he'd be an excellent dinner guest. I bet he can make great conversation. I bet he can. And he's just weird enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I bet he'd have some crazy takes on things. You get to so Bradley Cooper is my answer. And I stand by if that's the first person that I, f- I instantly thought of. I agree. Okay. Mine's not deep. Mine would be Tom Hanks. Like I. Have- oh, sorry. Sorry, Claire. Oh, sorry. I can't. Mine happening? Would- no, you started to answer. And then I started to talk over you. And I said, okay, Jacqueline, your turn. And you were already answering. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so what's your reasoning behind Tom Hanks? Because uh, I've been in love with him since I was a little little child. He's like the number one celebrity I've always wanted to meet. Mm-hmm. Just like, I think I'd be foolish not to have him be my first guest. I mean, yeah, like you want to say my first guest. As of my, a, a regular thing, you're hosting people from around the world. For maybe. Dinner. I mean, I get to choose. I mean, uh, let's talk yeah. back to the other celebrities. What a delightful time he had. We'll be yeah. lining up. Celebrities this is going to be, be a revolving door. I'm, I know oh, yeah, I'm with totally. you. I want to be like, oh, I should say Jesus or like my grandmother who I never met. And yeah. yes, those are people I would absolutely love to have dinner with. But Tom Hanks is gonna be first. Yeah, like he's up there. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, Jacqueline. Um, mine would be Taylor Swift. <laughs> All right. Oh, great answer. Um, because I mean, obviously, I love her as an artist, but I just think she's so cool as a person and there's so many things that we know about or we think we know about her personal life like through her songs you know like which song is about which ex-boyfriend and you know all that stuff but like she never like a lot of things she never really has confirmed it's just a lot of like fans just connecting dots so I just I think that would just be so interesting just to talk about like her personal life beyond, you know, just, and then obviously talk about like her songwriting and all that. Like, I truly think she's probably like of our generation. She's like one of the greatest songwriters of our generation. Um, and I will literally on that Hill. Um, but yeah, I just, I think the dinner would be, I just think it would be very fascinating guys. What if it's the six of us at dinner? 
I, that would be a fun dinner guys. It's it us, really Tom, Bradley and Taylor. Here we are. The crew, the crew. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I feel like all those answers kind of said something about us too. I'm not going to expand on it, but it's interesting. Like we all kind of had different motivations in a way of our, mm-hmm. of our choices. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I like all those people. Yeah. I would, I would happily have dinner with any of them. Me too. Okay. Question number two, would you like to be famous and in what way? This is a tough one because all three of us have been on television. And so we do have a small bit of, you know, recognizability by no means are we, I think this question is probably alluding to like celebrity, celebrity famous. Um, So my answer would be no, because like, I don't want to be, when I think of famous, I think of like, like right now, Jennifer Lopez is on her home can't even walk out the door without people taking her picture. That to me, I'm sure you'd get used to it. But when I think about being famous, 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 like a Jennifer Aniston, I don't know that it would be worth it for me. Cause I'm more, I, I don't know. I really value my private time. <laughs> and I just yeah. kind of don't know that I could trade that off. I would like to be famous. Yes. If that also meant rich, like I would love to have the riches, all these famous people have, but giving up any sort of privacy I just don't think I could do it. I think my mental health wouldn't be able to stand it. I, yeah, yeah. My answer would be no. Um, once upon a time, I would have been like, yeah, thousand times. Yes. Uh-huh. But one thing, even like, cause while, while you were talking, I was trying to think, okay, well, there's obviously different grades of celebrity, like, or different celebrities who run their lives in various ways. Like yeah. there's like, the kind of like the Tom Hankses of the world who are massively famous, but we very rarely see like paparazzi pictures yeah, or whatever. That's true. But the thing is still, anytime he goes anywhere, he is Tom Hanks. And yeah. that is a feeling that I feel like I got a very, 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 very microscopic taste of doing the news and all that. And it was so stifling to my happiness and being able to feel like I can be myself and it, I just, it's not, it would not be worth it to me. I mean, yeah, I'd love to be wildly rich. I'd love to be like a rock star or something like those things are all fun, but I don't think the quality of life is for me. I think, yeah, I, I really like anonymity is like, I think highly underrated. <laughs> oh, I agree. I agree. Oh my gosh. Totally. Yeah. Jacqueline, she's gonna she's gonna be the the opposite with that. Yeah, I was gonna say I totally would want to be famous. One hundred. <laughs> okay, but, and and but so in, say, in what way? I would like to be famous for being myself. Okay. Like, but my my like question a- is, can you be famous and just be yourself? I don't think you can. I think nowadays you can, but I think in years past, no. I don't think you can, because I think what you show as a celebrity to the world is in some way an act because that's human nature and it catches up with you. I really, I think that's like, yeah, yeah, because you're catching opinions at all times, no matter what you're doing. And so you're probably going to naturally, or maybe not even realizing it, start tailoring what you share because you don't want to catch heat all the time. Yeah. But I I mean, mean, I, I think, I think, yeah. in like my world I would like to be famous for being myself like you know 
but not like a, like you guys said, like, I don't really, I don't really care to be famous. Like Tom Hanks or like a JLo, like, I don't care for like that type of fame, but like a lot of followers on social media and like a big, like podcast following, like I would love that because those are things where it's like, I'm showing you and talking about like what I do on a daily basis. And like some of my opinions, maybe not everything, but like, you know, it's still, even though it's not all of me, it is still me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's real. I think that is one of the things that's been very, that's been an interesting thing about social media is that especially all these influencers are like able to basically just be famous or not famous, but at least like well-known and have a large following just because they are really good at curating things and lists on Amazon and they're good at making reels. And I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And here's the thing with a lot of the influencers now, like none of them are doing anything we're not doing. They're just doing it and they're and just find choosing- a way to market it really, pri- really yeah. well. They're just mm-hmm. choosing you know? to make a content and put it together and post mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah. There wasn't that type of celebrity not that long ago. Yeah. yeah. It's still very new. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In the scheme of things. Yeah. So anyway, if there's someone out there deciding who gets to be famous next, Claire and I would just like the riches and we will just be behind the scenes while Jacqueline becomes the most famous woman on earth. Okay. <laughs> we'll be there to support you. You are the face. Of- would be fine. Yes. <laughs> We just want the riches. Okay. I just want to live on a yacht. Okay. Yes. Okay. I love this one before making a telephone call. Do you ever rehearse what you are going to say and why? 100%. Yes. Yes. Always. I have my almost, whole life. Almost yeah. always. And I'll <laughs> tell you why I have really bad anxiety and I have my head brain. Sometimes it's like, I get, especially if it's a phone call that might be stressful or or I know a certain topic is going to come up. I have to think about what I'm going to say and how I'm going to say it because my brain gets so jumbled with all my anxious thoughts about said topic. I have to literally sit and almost make myself see how I actually feel about the issue. Yeah. So I'm kind of reversing it. So I'm like, yeah, that is how I feel about this. So yeah. I can say it in a clear and concise and hopefully beneficial way to whoever I'm talking to. Even if it's like, I got to call and change my dentist appointment. I'll be like, okay, I guess I'm going to say, Okay. I was like, can I, res- can I reschedule? Okay, great. And then I dial the phone like it's something stupid. Yeah. No, so not I- all the time, but for me, I, I, when I do it and I do it a lot, it's usually to calm my brain down because I've got so much swirling through it at all times. Yeah. Like I have to really tell myself how I feel in order to communicate it effectively to the next person. Yeah. I, since I was a little kid, I've had to, I, 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 I making phone calls always gave me, I guess, like as a little kid, that, that was anxiety. I don't know. I mean, I, I used to like cry if I had to call someone to ask if like they, oh. come. it was terrible. And so my mom would stand there. She'd be like, say what you want to say, talk it out. And I would do that. And then, I mean, I still, to this day, I mean, it's so like, it kind of like robotic sounding, but like, I'll write out what I want to say. And I will mm-hmm. literally read it. My mom always has said that she's like, Claire, if you are having that much trouble, write down what it is you want to say so you can look at it. And I mean, I do it. I do it at work. I do it for social things. I am. I've always really struggled with phone calls. What's funny is I'm less 
anxious and have to do it less when it's work related. Mm-hmm. But if it's anything in my personal life where it's calling a friend, if it's calling, yeah, like appointments, reservations, and I know exactly what I'm doing. It's not like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Like, yeah, my brain has to get like centered. Yeah. So I stop freaking out. Mm-hmm. Like I truly get like scared. And I remember my mom always being like, what do you think is going to happen? And I'm like, well, what if they say no? Okay. Well, what if they say no? And I, you know, I think it just always mm-hmm. came from feeling like I don't, I can't, I can't anticipate what some, what someone's going to say if I can't even see them, I think is the problem. Uh-huh. So I need to be like, so secure. I'm going to say that it's like rehearsed and written down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've like definitely that. written down before. Definitely. Yeah. I oh, I've definitely. I just did it this week. Like yeah. I and I like rip up the paper. I'm like, I don't want anyone to ever see. Yes. Sometimes, I'll, sometimes I'll even write hello <laughs> on the paper. Yeah, psych. Yeah. Like, just feeling extra anxious. They answer. Like, they answer, and I like to envision Claire at home. They answer, and I like to envision Claire at home scrambling for her notes and then picking them up and going, hello. hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> It's, it's I always feel like if you, sometimes like if you write it down, it makes just, it always calms my mind. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel Mm -hmm. like if it's like a personal call, I don't know, like it's kind of weird because some calls I'm really anxious about. And then other times I'm not one, it depends on my mood for the day, kind of in general. Um, and then, but if it's a work thing, um, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I, I can't forget to say that. Or like, yeah. or like if I'm talking to like someone who I'm, who's like a prospective client, I like, will kind of think about questions I want to ask them. And I'll write those down, like in like my notes app or whatever, like on my laptop and I'll like write a few things out and just, or like just a few things I want to say. So I don't forget. Um, yeah. I will say this. So I recently, um, was in an argument with someone and I wrote down, I like really had to think it out what I was going to say and like what I wanted to say, how I felt. I wrote it all out and had like a couple pages of like handwritten notes. I love it. You can do that sometimes. And and like, I just was like, I cannot forget to say all of this. And I, and then I was like, I want to say this point just like this, because Mm -hmm. this is how I actually feel. And I want to one, not forget to say this. And I also too want to tell this person that this is how I feel. But then I also want to like, it was just a way of holding myself accountable and sharing like what was actually going through my head, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm totally with you, Claire. Like I will write things down. And for me, it, it almost helps me just like clarify my thoughts, just like take a deep breath. And then sometimes I don't even look at my notes, but I've always been like that. Like I love to write things down. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Cause I always felt pretty psycho doing it. No, I've, well, you shouldn't. Well, here's the thing. If TikTok has taught us anything, it's that none of us have ever had an individual experience. Yeah, we're all out here <laughs> doing the same weird stuff. We no are all unique. thinking like, I'm crazy. And it's like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> everyone's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. This one is kind of difficult. What, what would constitute a perfect day for you? Oh, wow. I know. I think I know. I'll go first. Okay. Okay. 
Um, so I think for me, a perfect day would, um, I would be on a beach and there's two specific beaches I have in mind. Um, okay. there's a beach in this, um, off of Lake Michigan in a town called new Buffalo. I would either be there or I would be in Fort Myers in Florida. One of those. Okay. And honestly, I would just like wake up, um, throw in my headphones, grab a nice coffee and go for like a walk, like in the hot sun, obviously it's summer. Um, and I would go for like a few mile walk and then I would like come back, have like a nice breakfast, like very leisurely, um, maybe get another iced coffee, some water, and then go and hang out at the beach all day and just like tan, go in the ocean or the lake. And then, um, like late mid after mid late afternoon, like have some Chardonnay and just like literally and just sit in my bathing suit with like my family and eat dinner on the beach, just like so chill. And then like watch the sunset. I think that would oh. be like, that is like the ultra ultimate Zen day for me. And mm-hmm. I love the beach and the water and all that stuff. Mm. It does sound great. That does. That does. Mine is very similar. Like, but the first thing I think of is my perfect day starts with sleeping until I wake up. Mm-hmm. Like that's the perfect day for me. Like the ultimate luxury is just sleeping until your body is like, and I've had enough now. <laughs> and so <laughs> you wake up, I go get a big cup of coffee and I get to sit in bed or on my couch with my phone, just like play games, look at social media, just leisurely. <laughs> I don't have to be anywhere. I can just yeah. get to have a delicious big cup of coffee mm-hmm. with lots of cream and just chill but I also am waking up at the beach house that we always go to with my family so for me that's the same thing I'm waking up but I'm still I like to have coffee like alone and chill so I'd be alone and then yeah go out on the beach all day with my family in my bathing suit the perfect day I would not have to reapply sunscreen because that's a real buzzkill mm-hmm. um but yeah just be on the beach all day tan drink a lot of sparkling water go for some nice walks down the beach swim I love swimming in the ocean and then take an outdoor shower because at the house oh, where we stayed, it has an enclosed yes. shower. So you can look up and you can see like trees and the sun, but you're still showering. Oh, cool. Yes. And then, and, um, then put on, I love putting on lotion after I've been sunning all day. It just feels so good. Then put on like a sundress and then go to dinner and have, yeah, like some, some wine or yeah, some wine. And then probably this iconic crab salad they have at this one restaurant that's so good oh and then this tomato pie they have is a very specific dinner (laughs) like a tomato pie with like crab and shrimp on it and then just go back to the house and like play games and probably watch the sunset and then I love to walk there's something different about walking on the beach when you're in your bathing suit you know you're about to get all grimy and dirty and then after you've gone to dinner and walk on the beach and you have no intention of laying down it's just your dry feet on the sand Mm -hmm. it just feels like Hmm. And it's like dark, know. but it's not that like pitch, pitch dark yet. It's like yes, right on the yes. border. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just go inside and watch like Dateline. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Until it's time to go to bed. And then I just get in my cozy PJs and go to sleep. Um, man, y'all talking about the beach is like, I'm like, dude, would my perfect day be on a beach? I, I don't typically classify myself as a beach person, but I do love the beach, but my perfect day would be 
I would want to wake up naturally, like Haley was talking about, but I would oh, yeah. want it to be like early in the morning because I really have gotten to where I love morning time. Okay. You know, like wake up, it's morning time. It like it's that soft sunlight that just feels uh-huh. good. You feel happy in the morning. And yeah, I get to have my coffee. And then I I like to think that in the in the first part of the day, I would be out in the country in West Texas. I love it out there or hill country between in that sweet spot. And I'm in the country and my family's there. Everyone I love is there. And we get to have a nice leisurely like breakfast on a porch. And it's just cool enough and beautiful enough that it just feels so peaceful. And we've got nowhere to be. And then I can go back to my room where I'm staying and just lay on the bed for a little bit after my, my lunch slash brunch. And then I want to go somewhere like an outdoor, like beer garden or something where I'm in nature, but there's music and we're just hanging out Mm -hmm. and it's just really nothing to do. And then get on a plane and go have a fabulous outdoor, fancy, full dinner in New York city. Oh, like be in the city and eat just the most amazing things and have delicious wine and be in the city and have that feeling. And then this is back home for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like I can like see you there. I'm like, Oh, but then back home in my cool bed and yeah, get to preferably back to a hotel in a cold hotel bed where some good Bravo or good crime shows are on. Yes. I get to watch that. And that's how I fall asleep. And that day has been perfect. There's nothing like a cold, cold hotel room, hotel bed and like a random rerun that's unstable. Yes. That you're comfortable with, you know? Oh yeah. I remember one random time I was staying in a hotel and it was a rerun of that random E show about being like the brand ambassador for Diane von Furstenberg. I, don't oh, know if I love that. Show. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I just ended up watching like the entire thing. And it was so satisfying. And I've held on to that memory for it. That's been like 10 years ago. I love it. And it was so great. Yeah. So good. Oh. All right. Those are some good days. Those are good days. And I'm like, now I just want to do that. And I want to remember that day and actively actually try to recreate it oh, somehow. It would be wonderful. Um, okay. Number five, when did you last sing to yourself or to some, to someone else? I can't pinpoint this because it's almost constant. <laughs> yeah. I tend to do life and sing song. So <laughs> I feel like it's rare that I'm not singing to me or someone. <laughs> yes. So for, yeah, but if this question is trying to allude to like actually singing, like I'm going to put on a quick performance, I'm like, <laughs> no, but I sing all day, every day. Like today, the, song, the new song that's been stuck in my head was the new One Republic song, I Ain't Worried. And it's from Top Gun Maverick. And we oh. had it, we talked about it on the show the other day and then Lee's been humming it for days. And so now I've been humming it and then we listened to it. And now uh, it's from a very crucial scene in the movie and it's so fun. And it's just like a great summertime song. <laughs> And so I've been singing it in my own head all day and also humming it to myself all day. Yes. And I listen to it in my car on the way home from work. Yes. Like I can't stop. And so 
yeah, I sang to myself today. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. I, yeah, honestly, I sing every day. Yeah, same. Every time there's a song on that I really like, I'll sing it to myself. Do you ever do this thing where you'll be driving alone in your car and you're singing and all of a sudden your own voice sounds different in your head and you're like, oh shit, I'm like really good. Yes. <laughs> oh, really? Every time you sing, I sing to myself. I mean, what? Yeah, you're like, what is separating me from Selena Gomez right now? Like, not just people knowing. The only thing is people knowing. Yeah. Yeah. But if they could hear me right now in this car, like, no one does it better than me. There has been a couple times in my car where, like, I sing something and I'm just like, whose voice is that? Like, I have talent. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) untapped talent. No, if like, should I just roll my windows down and let it rip? Like I just let the greater Dallas area know, like she's here y'all. This isn't yeah. just the hometown of Selena Gomez. <laughs> it's, it's of Selena Gomez and. And then um, the next token, like, I'll be like trying to sing another thing. Just like drive it along and your voice will crack or whatever. And you're like, oh, gotta, gotta practice more. I should have warmed, warmed up. I gotta work on my craft. Gotta yeah. work on my craft. And you don't want to damage the chords, you know? Yeah, no, 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 no. We're in this yeah, for the long haul. Important. Yeah. All right. Jack, you you sing? Did you sing oh, today? Yeah. Did you? Okay. Oh, okay. I always every time there's a song on that I like, I'm best believe I'm singing to myself. Okay. I do. I always listen to music on my drive into work, and so I'm always singing in the morning, mm-hmm. and then that just carries with me in many ways throughout the day. Yeah, I mostly oh. listen to podcasts if I'm driving, but like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll be on a walk and I'll be kind of like singing to myself and I have both my headphones in. So I'm sure I look like a freaking psycho. Oh, totally. Sitting We're on all the balcony it, and you're, you're seeing me doing my little like four mile power walk of the day. And I'm like singing levitating by do a week. I levitate. Like I'm trying to like, all right. Oh my God. This girl like son is only in her third lap. She's got one more to go. It's like, okay. She's almost done. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. All right. I like this next one. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? So you're going to get to 30. And so the next 60 years after 30, you have to keep your mind the same exact way or your body the same exact way. You're 90. Do you want the mind of a 30 year old body of a 30 year old? Gosh, a case could be made for either. I know it, on the surface. I'm like, Oh, mind, but then, I know me too. But, but then, then I'm like, I start to think about the body and it's like, you, you can be really limited when your body is a mess. And just because yeah. you don't have the mind of a 30 year old doesn't mean your mind is totally so garbage. My gut reaction would be to say that I would want the body of a 30 year old because, um, I would imagine if from my own experience, um, if I have grown this much in my twenties, I imagine that I will grow that much plus some in my thirties and my forties and my fifties. And I would not want to be 90 and still have the mind of a 30 year old. That's actually a great point. That I didn't is think a good about point. it that way. In my yeah. head, I was almost thinking like, okay, like peak I brain would, power. Yeah, like I would just want like the life experience, but like whatever, if how I look, like whatever. 
Yeah. Well, I wonder if you, I, I have questions about this question because yeah, you wouldn't necessarily have not have the life experiences because you're still living. You would just have the sharp mental sharpness that you would have when you're 30 compared to when you're, I don't know. My thought is like, I don't want the, I would keep the mind of a 30 year old because my mind goes to them, like old people getting scammed. And I hate that. Like I hate it. And I never want to be someone who can be easily taken advantage of just because I'm aged, you know, and like that, there's nothing you can do about that. Like no fault of your own. It's just, unfortunately the human condition for like for many people. Yeah. Like the pieces of shit that can scam seniors. I'm just like, I hope you're happy with yourself. I hope you're happy with the life savings you stole from them. Like what, what the hell's wrong with you? Seriously. It's so low. It's so low. And you so know, low. I know in these scams, it's people that get recruited and they have, you know, their, their life too. But I'm like, come on, where's the line of decency? Like, oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. I, yeah. I, this one is way harder than I thought. Just in my family, like the brain power has, I felt I have I've had a lot of people in my family live to be very, very old and stay quite with it brain-wise until really close to the end. So I like to think and hope that I have that same fortune. So for me, but I've seen the body fail. And so I I think that was the first initial thing that was going to influence my answer would say like, because think, yeah, you, it would be such a luxury to be 90 years old and be able to move like we still move, get up and walk whenever you want to get, you know, stretch, do whatever you want. You're, you know you know, because yeah, usually by the time you're in your nineties, even if you're mentally with it, you're moving slow, you might have injuries, you know, you, you know, and so I think my answer would be body because what a luxury that would be to be able to still move as adequately as we can now. And as freely as we can now with your grandchildren, great grandchildren, still be able to go and do and live your life that you wanted to hopefully coupled with a healthy brain, as long as God will allow it. I think y'all have convinced me. I think I'm going body as well. Yeah. And I, body, I, as we obviously just mean the sexiness level that we have now, obviously, obviously. like yeah. I want perky tits still. So yeah. I'm only doing thongs. Yes. Forever. Indoor and outdoor under her clothes and at the beach. That's right. Okay. All right. Number seven. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Uh, no, <laughs> not me. I don't. Um, that's my I, answer. I don't no. have a secret hunch. But like, I will say from the time I've been like a little child, like very, very young until literally present day, I think about dying all the time. Really? Me it's, too. All, literally. It's all like, time. it's a constant, like it, I am, I mean, and like, I can spiral right now. If like you wanted to hear actual mental decline, uh, live to tape, we could do that because Same. that is me Same. and it's been me forever. And so mm-hmm. I think about it a lot. Claire, do you have, I've, I've, do you I have just, I've never had like a, an actual idea of how it will happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can tell when I'm feeling really anxious and I go to bed, I have psychotic dreams about people that are very close to me dying. And I wake up the next day and I'm like, all right, why the fuck was I so anxious yesterday? But that is when like my anxiety is like very high and I'm stressed out. Like that is like my dreams every single time. 
Mm-hmm. Well, because it's like the worst things. It would be the worst thing that could happen. So it's yeah. like your anxiety trying to come up, at least in my non-PhD way of looking at it. It's probably your brain trying to put that anxiety somewhere. Yeah, totally. Like this would be a real reason to be yeah. so afraid. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't ever had dreams. I, I, I mean, I've had dreams about that have death in them, but no, mine's all mine is like an intentional waking thought that I then have to verbally out loud say, no, like I'm not lying. I will. Cause if, if not, I will, it will be really, really bad. And I'll feel like I'm actually going to die. Mm-hmm. Your brain will still just go there. And, and this, and this has been my brothers at growing up would like bring up death in front of me as a joke because they like to see how absolutely unraveled I would c- become. And like, that's on brothers. <laughs> what the hell? Like, come on, man. They'd be like, Claire, that's on being the youngest too, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh, man. You know, I think my parents considered having a fourth child. I have a younger brother and thank God they didn't because if it had been another boy and they had ganged up on me and my sister with death games. Oh no. No, Mm -mm. it's mean. But the one thing I experienced in my life too, is when I like, of course we've all known people and had people close to us pass away. But my mom, when my mom was in the hospital and she had had a brain hemorrhage and was, I mean, we were basically told she was dying. Like we weren't ever going to talk to her again. And she was in the, in ICU for such an extended period of time. I have never been more comfortable with death and never, mm-hmm. I felt the least crazy about it in my entire, like I was, I woke up at, at day, like those days and was like, she may die and that is okay. And oh, then yeah. I just like, cause it was no this- longer this big horrific, how could it happen way? You felt almost a little more in control. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and just, yeah, it was, now. huh? As crazy as that sounds, no, like I think that's exactly what it is. It felt yeah. more manageable. Like, it's like here it is. Well, so much about death is the unknown, mm-hmm. you know, and so I think that is probably where a bulk of my psychosis comes from. Mm-hmm. But how it'll happen, no one knows. Yeah, I have no idea, and I, I'm the opposite. I tend to never think about death, but I can identify with you that when you start thinking about a certain topic, and then it scares you a lot. Yeah. And you feel like it's happening is when I think about the size of the galaxy. Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's similar. I, I have I that issue. Well. I get really afraid for some reason. And I don't know what it is I'm afraid of, but when I think about the size of the galaxy and then pare it down all the way to my little stupid self, yeah. wherever here, I, I, it's, I like get breathless. It's a, yeah. like, I don't want to talk about it even now anymore. Yeah. Because James I, Webb miss me with those pictures. I need to see that gal. I don't want to know. Nope, nope, nope. I've literally avoided that. I love yeah. space. I can't because of where the mind goes. My mind goes to like, it's too much. We're nothing. What's like the I'm, point? I, yeah. I'm like, yes, I'll think what's the point. And, and not in a good way. Like, yeah, I'll live my dreams. It's like, what's the point? Yeah. I'm like, why? And I, I'm, I go to a place of, okay, I'm just going to quit my job and walk into traffic. Cause like what it else matters. I mean, like, yeah. I, no, literally, no, I can relate totally. Yeah. <laughs> and just see what happens because yeah. what is this? So anyway, um, I guess we're now a philosophy podcast. No, well, Anyways, question guys. number eight. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to skip question number eight because it's like relationship specific and a, I won't be able to answer it. And B we're not really doing this for the relationship. It's what do you, you and your partner have in common or 
Let's just yeah. skip it. Okay. I'd say that'd be good if you are talking yeah. to the person yeah. and gearing up for that four minutes of uninterrupted eye contact. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to nine for what in your life do you feel most grateful? I can most go grateful. Yeah. You, yeah. You go. Mine. It's very simple, but my health 100% mm-hmm. because having been a little like sick lately, like sinus infection or like my tummy hurts. Um, anytime I get sick, I get this like, like reality check of how do people who are sick or chronically ill or who are battling these crazy diseases wake up every day and live their life. I'm so grateful that I have a healthy body and for the most part, a healthy mind and move myself around and do things for myself. And I just think it's, I mean, obviously grateful for my family, my faith, everything. And I know it's hard to rank, but like, at least in this present moment, my health. Mm-hmm. No health is, and I, oh my gosh, you're so right. Even when you have some sort of in relation to everything else, or when I, when I have some sort of a injury, even on a small scale, anything that changes your normal day to day, it makes you like like, let's say you pull a random muscle that you're like, I've never even thought about that muscle before or how I use that muscle every day and how grateful I am to have that. But then you pull it or you have a random crick in your neck or something. And you're like, Oh, thank God that's gone. But imagine if you lived with like a chronic illness, like unfortunately yeah. some people do and have to deal with it every day. It's like, yeah, the awareness of how lucky you are to have health is something I think most people could spend more time thinking about like, wow, I'm so lucky. Yeah. Yeah, I got to say, Claire, I have to agree. I was kind of unsure what my answer was going to be for this question. But after hearing your um, just explanation, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it would be my health. I mean, I have like a lot of people I'm close to. Like I have a few, like several close friends that have PCOS and like I know the struggles that they go through and like they know that it's either going to be like you know, hard to have kids or nearly impossible. And then they deal with like the home hormonal imbalance and all this mm-hmm. other shit on top of that, mm-hmm. you know, and there's, you know, and I have a cousin who has endometriosis and like, you know, there's just so many random things that, you know, people that are close to me have. And, um, yeah, I think I don't take for granted that I don't really have that stuff. You know, I, I can just like wake up and, you know, for the most part, eat whatever I want. And like, you know, I don't have to like worry about like whether there's like soy and some, you know what I mean? I don't have like these like random aller, like the worst thing I'm allergic to is bananas. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just, it could be a lot worse. I mean, we might all, might, might not all be 100% right in the head, but there's some other things. <laughs> yeah. okay. For the most, that's what I said. I'm for the most part. <laughs> I'm managing it. Yes. Now I'm, my answer is going to be very specific to where I am in my life. Absolutely. Right now at this moment, because I'm so thankful for so many things, but I always hear you know, people are always saying, you know, have a grateful heart, a thankful heart. And it truly does change your whole perspective when you think about everything you do have, as opposed to just focusing on the challenges of the day. Yeah. And I thought before I've got to work on my gratefulness and just a daily, like what are five things I'm thankful for? Right. Mm-hmm. When you wake up and it's like, ah, oh. right now, the thing I am most thankful for is, um, 
therapy (laughs) (laughs) because I I'm like loving my new therapist, but honestly, it's not just her. It's just where I am in my life right now. I think anyone that struggles with mental health issues or anyone who, even if you're diagnosed or not diagnosed, any, all of our brains are messed up in some way. And, you know, that has made it challenging for me to live my life in the way that I've wanted to, but also it's made me be hard on myself because sometimes when I'm so anxious, I kind of don't know which way is up. And lately therapy has been so helpful to help me dig into why do I treat myself this way? Or why do I do things the way I do them? And it's, I've just had a very, in the last little bit of my life, just a very freeing feeling and a very release of a lot of shit that I've been holding on to or doing to myself or others and just patterns of my life that I'm happy with and just unpacking that stuff and getting freedom from it, working through it and wiping my hands of it. And just, so I'm just really, really thankful for my, but also the ability to go to therapy. And if you can't afford therapy or that's not something you can do, just finding a good person to talk to, or even yourself or your, you know, your church or something to help you work through problems. So for me right now, I I'm immensely grateful for the progress I'm seeing in my mental health and my life, just how I'm just living my life on a daily basis and trying to get it together. So I know that's not as big, but I was just like, that's more specific to right now, as opposed to like an overall, I don't know. I'm just feeling very grateful. That's wonderful. No, that's very valid. I mean, mine's very much right now because of these last like little bouts of funny little sickness I've had. And I oh, realized yeah. really why it occurred to me where I was like, how, like, how do people do it? Like how, Absolutely. how do sick people do it? I don't, like, I have so much respect. I'm so grateful for <laughs> that. I knew like those, that sickness was going to be cured. So yeah. I mean, I think that's part of being alive too, is like, we, we're basing everything off of our most recent experience. Mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. Okay. This one is a little tough, but answer as you are comfortable. If you could change anything about the way you were, you were raised, what would it be? Who? Um, yeah, this one's tough to answer. <laughs> I can, well, I'll answer and it'll be super. Um, cause I'm sure if I wanted to like go deeper, I would and could, but the number one thing is I just, this is so superficial of me. I just really wish we could have been rich growing up. I would have loved to have been rich growing up. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to like come from a rich family. <laughs> like <laughs> I think that would have been so much fun. My family, like, especially by the time I was old enough to really know what money was and everything like we, there were a lot of struggles. And so I, and I know there's like a lot of good and strength and character that comes from that, but like, I don't want that. Like I wanted stuff, like Like, I wanted stuff (laughs) and I don't want to still be paying my student loans. And I wish, like, I wish I could have had all of that, like financial. And I, for like my parents, I wish they, like, I wish we all had had that experience. Uh Um, but you know, we didn't, and there's far worse things in the world. I am fully aware of that. But like, if without getting into like true psychotherapy over here, we'll, I'll say that. That's Um, good. Yeah. Because, hey, families are complicated. Yeah. I'm not trying to air them out right now. I know that's the thing. It's like, I feel like we all would have answers here, but it's like, 
we're not trying to unpack the family drama. Let's not hang that dirty laundry out. Um, I'll just say, yeah, I had a lovely childhood in so many ways. Yeah. There are definitely things I would like to change, but yeah, just obviously, yeah. Just don't want to get into it, but um, you know, I'm here. Let my, let my, uh, let my desire to be rich speak for everyone. I know I too, like that would have been, so I'll just say this, you know, yeah, I could say more, but I, yeah, I wish we were rolling in it. That would have been great too. Um, that could be, I think most people's answers be like, I would have loved to have had all the, uh, ribbon dancers I wanted, but no, not allowed to have all those. Skip it. Skip I will it. say, really I, I can get into it a little bit. I can get into it. Um, I'm feeling a little spicy. Um, I think I would change. So I definitely feel like I've talked about it before where my parents are divorced. They're both remarried. I mean, they got divorced when I was five, I'm almost 29. So, and they were remarried by like the time I was in like fifth and sixth grade. So however you are then I've known my step parents like equally as long, like they've almost yeah. been both have almost been remarried for like going on nearly 20 years. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing I would change growing up is that there was just a lot, a lot of animosity um, and just like feelings similar to that between everyone that was like involved <laughs> in yeah. like the divorce. And I think oh, I would yeah. just like erase that <laughs> because mm-hmm. I, I think that just getting rid of like that feeling overall probably would have um, had a domino effect in other situations um, that um, I went through growing up, but I just, I think that that would be one of the things that I would change. I like, I, um, see people and have friends. I know that like their parents are divorced and they got along really well growing up and they were able to like, the parents were able to like directly talk to each other without like arguing. And I'm like, wow, that must be so interesting just to like be able to do that. So I think, Mm -hmm. honestly, I think that's what I would change. Um, I like, you know, there were a lot of parts of my childhood that were really great, but Mm -hmm. I, it, I'm going through this thing right now. Um, and I've been talking about it a lot in therapy where it's like, as I'm getting older and I'm getting to the point where like, you know, I feel like you have this fantasy of like, I'm, I'm going to have kids and I'm going to get married and that's going to be in the future. And as I'm getting older, I'm feeling like I I'm getting closer to that point. So now Mm -hmm. I'm just realizing all of these things that I feel are, were like, were and are so wrong. And I'm just like trying to like, like, I always knew they were wrong, but now that I'm closer to that, I'm just like, I cannot even believe that that happened. So I'm just trying to like, Mm -hmm. you know, work through all that stuff. But yes, that, I think that that's what I would change is just like, you know, erasing the animosity. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Saying that in the nicest way possible. (laughs) Yes. It's good. Good answer. So if our parents, so basically we're all doing this. So if our parents or anyone else in our lives are listening, they're not going to be like, what? Oh, wait a second. Oh, this is so funny. So I actually, speaking of that, I was, um, 
my mom called me yesterday and I was just running through Kroger and she's like, Oh, what are you doing? And she was like, I actually was just on the elliptical and I was listening to your podcast earlier. She was listening to last week's episode and she goes, she goes, you know, I don't listen to every single episode because she's like, sometimes you guys talk about like really personal things. And she's like, and she's like, I just don't want you to feel like I'm invading on your life. And I was like, mom, I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so sweet. Oh, she's like, no. She's, she's, she's like, on her podcast. She wants yeah. this to be private. She's private. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, because the 4,000 people that listen, like, won't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, mom, I told my friends that. Stop. <laughs> but out. But out. I thought, I thought it was so sweet. That is <laughs> so sweet. I love that. Okay, this next it. one, I have to set a, t- we have to set a timer for each other. Okay. And we have to decide who's going to go first because we have to go one at a time. The prompt is take four minutes and your partner, your life story in as much detail as possible. So who wants to go first? Um, uh, I'll go first. I don't know. I guess for me, I just would prefer to get it over with. I don't know. I'm going to do a countdown and then you have to start four minutes, four minutes, your life story. Okay. Three, tell your life story and just hopefully it's under four. One go. Okay. Hi, my name is Haley. Um, and I am from Lebanon, Tennessee, was born in Memphis, Tennessee, moved to Lebanon when I was like four months old, lived there up through high school. Um, my parents, um, I'm the middle of three children. I have an older sister and a younger brother, um, grew up in a happy home, um, went to private school, feel very fortunate for that. Went to college, thought I was going to go to an SEC school, UT decided at the last minute to go to MTSU because they had a better broadcasting program. Always thought I wanted to be in broadcasting. So I got to college, took my first class and I thought, no, I don't, this is too competitive. I'm afraid, but I stuck with it and I, and it's turned into a fabulous career. Um, I graduated and that's how I approach most things is I, think I want to do them. And then I'm terrified of them. So I hide and then I just finally do it. So I actually got a real job in TV, worked in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Then I worked in Knoxville in Bowling Green. I was the morning anchor in Knoxville. I was the weekend morning anchor. Then I moved to Lexington, Kentucky for my third job at LEX 18 and was the morning anchor there. Um, left there in 2019 on a big leap of faith and started a production company, started my own business, I guess. For And that's crazy. I've always been an employee um, and um, started my own show and it's go, it's fun. It's way more work than I thought, but I'm doing it. Uh, I got married recently. That's been harder than I thought it was going to be, but it's good too. Life is harder than you always think it's going to be, but everything is good. Um, I'm a Christian and I have a dog that's 90% of my personality currently. Um, I love him so much. His name is Ollie and he's my little precious angel. Um, I played soccer growing up. I had a lot of silly boyfriends throughout the years. <laughs> and I'm just going to keep talking until you tell me the four minutes is up. You've got a while. Damn. I want to tell you how much time you want to tell. You've got two minutes to go. Oh God. Okay. More detail. Okay. So I played soccer growing up. Um, I was a cheerleader for, um, like eight years, I was the captain of both my soccer team and cheerleading squad in high school. Um, I grew up in a Christian home and thought that I was, as they say in the, I guess, just Christian church, thought I was saved when I was five. Then I went to church camp when I was 15 and I couldn't go to sleep at night because I was afraid when I died, I was going to go to hell because I didn't feel like I had a personal relationship with Christ. So um, 
I prayed with my youth pastor and had a real serious felt God moment, truly felt as if actual bricks came off my shoulders when I said the prayer and asked God to come into my life and have a personal relationship with me. And I got saved and it was one of the most amazing moments of my life, July 3rd, 2003. And then I got baptized a few months later and what a relief it is um, to know that if I died, I'd be in heaven with Jesus and my family and everyone else I've loved and lost um, immediately. Um, I um, have a, a ton of anxiety, have since I graduated. I've always had anxiety, but I was diagnosed when I was in college um, with an anxiety disorder and it's there all the time. It fuels me in a lot of ways. And I think it's propelled me and helped me, especially my career. Sometimes people say to me, they're like, I can't believe you picked such a public facing career when you have anxiety and a job that literally is based on seconds and all that and great performance. And I'm like, it's because when I'm doing all that, I really don't feel any anxiety because I have a place to put it. It also sucks in a lot of ways, but, um, and I've made a lot of bad choices as a result of it and just have made stuff a lot harder on myself because I was trying to do anything to not feel anxious. Um, I'm actively working to undo those patterns and I'm feeling a lot happier now because I'm doing the work. So God bless. <laughs> and that's four minutes. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Jacqueline. Okay. Are you writing down what you're about to say right now? No, I, wasn't, I swear. Script. Don't yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You just look over and I'm like furiously taking notes. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh God. She just says exactly what you just said. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Three, two, okay. one, go. Hi. Um, my name is Jacqueline Marie Nye. Um, I am 28 years old. I'm from the southwest suburbs of Chicago. My hometown is called Orland Park. Um, I moved around a little bit growing up, but that's, Orland is mainly where I grew up. I also lived in um, Tinley Park and another town called Mokina. And for a few years, um, I lived on Long Island in New York. Um, that's where I went to preschool. <laughs> um, and then I eventually moved back to Chicago um, for a while when, um, immediately when my parents got divorced, we lived with my grandparents. So I was one of those kids where I was very fortunate to grow up very close with my grandparents, um, and on both my mom's and my dad's side and on my mom's side, they're still alive. So that's really, that's, I don't know. It's just fun to hang out with them. Um, oh, yeah. I have a younger brother and combined with my parents, both being remarried. Um, my dad had three other kids. I'm technically the second of seven. Um, the youngest being, I think she's almost 15. She'll be 15 this year, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to a Catholic grade school and a public high school. And then I went to UK, um, growing up, I played a ton of sports, volleyball, soccer, dance team. Um, tennis as well, but I mainly played soccer and then did dance. And then eventually in high school, my parents were like, this is, you have too many things going on. So I picked dance for the most part and then still kind of did tennis and all that fun stuff. Um, 
my first job was in a dance studio that was right or was in a dance store that was right next to my dance studio. And that was really fun because I got to see like all of my friends who went into my dance studio, they would come and get their shoes and their leotards and just all that fun stuff in there. And I really liked working that job. Um, what else I figured out, I initially wanted to be a, um, wedding dress designer (laughs) in high school. And I, and my high school was very big. We had a lot of different classes. I took a drawing class and a fashion class. Um, and then my dad, this was like, basically like in the middle of the recession. And my dad was like, you cannot like go into fashion design. Like that major is too large. Like it's not specific enough. So he, um, for some reason he thought that I would be a good journalist. He's like, you're always good at writing. So I took a journalism class, immediately loved it. Um, And I, how I got to UK was that I just really wanted to go to a big sports school in the South. And UK just worked out. It was close enough to to home. The tuition was pretty similar to schools in um, the state of Illinois. Um, I went to UK not knowing anyone, but that's kind of how I wanted it. Um, It was scary, but I liked it like that. And I just kind of wanted to take the time to like find myself and to really get away from home and just like kind of have like some space to like figure out who I was and who I am and like who I want to be. Um, I loved, loved UK. I did not at first did not, but yeah. So I don't know. I could probably talk for another four minutes. (laughs) There you go. Four minutes. Good job. I thought like if four minutes sounds like no time at all. And then when you start going, it's like, oh, this is more time. All right, Claire, you have to do your in sing song. Huh? Oh, in sing song? Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay I'll set your timer. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Timer. Oh, no. Are you ready? Yes. In three, two, one, go. All right. I am Claire Alexander Crouch. Uh, that's the way I always introduce myself as a little kid. Um, I love my middle name, it's a family name. It is a boy name as well, but I always really took pride in that. Um, I was born on Valentine's day, 1986. So I'm 36 years old. I'm also left-handed and being born on Valentine's day and being left-handed were also big parts of my personality as a child. Um, (laughs) felt very proud of both of those facts. Um, I'm the youngest of three. I have two older brothers, Matt and Chandler. They're five and eight years older than me. So they're a good deal older than me. Um, I grew up in Grand Prairie, Texas, which is just uh, one of the many suburbs of Dallas. And uh, we lived in two different houses growing up. I loved the first house I grew up in on Austrian road. And then um, we lived, we moved when I was eight to the house that my parents still live in to this day. And, um, I was scared of the dark and that house creaked and it just scared me so much. So, um, growing up in that house was a true troll on my life. Um, (laughs) I got along really well with my parents. I was never a difficult child all through all of school until I got to college. Um, then I became a nightmare. Um, 
I loved elementary school as a huge tomboy was voted the fastest child of my elementary school. So I was just like big time athletic kid. And that went on to middle school and I was big into dance and theater, of course. And I had a really, really hard time in middle school. Um, and so I ended up switching schools and going to a new high school and kind of found myself a little bit and got really heavily involved in the theater department and did a lot of extracurricular drama activities and pretty much knew from the age of like eight years old that I was going to be an actress. Like that was going to be what I was going to do. Um, I went to my freshman year of, of college at the university of Oklahoma, um, and quickly realized I totally made the wrong choice. And I knew I wanted to live in New York city, even though I'd never been. So I temporarily dropped out of college and then moved to New York city, went to college at Pace university. When I got there, it was my first day there and I absolutely loved it. Met some of my very best friends and, um, graduated in 2008, worked at a magazine and realized I was maybe, uh, depressed. And so I needed to make a change and, um, moved back home to Texas, worked at the mall for a little bit, and then moved out to Los Angeles to pursue my dreams of being an actress. And, um, things did not go well out there and it was a really great experience. Glad I did it, but it was really tough. And the toughest journey of that was realizing what I'd always dreamed and thought I was going to do was not in fact going to happen. And so then became the new journey of trying to figure out where to go after that and happened into broadcast journalism, ran into an old teacher who, um, encouraged me to get a job at a new station got the first job I applied for in Lawton, Oklahoma, worked there for several years, and then got approached by that weird station in Lexington, Kentucky, where I got flown out there to go on a job interview and kind of the rest was history. I really loved my time working in news, but also knew that time was coming end. Um, and I've been back here in Texas near my family, which was something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And there's a lot of journey left ahead of me with a lot of changes that I'm sure will still happen, but that's me up until now. Bingo. She wrote it right to the zero. <laughs> so there that we go. Fun and weird. I know it's weird. It's, it's weird to have to tell your life. It's weird. It yes. is weird. That um, was fun. That was fun. Okay. We have one final question. Okay. And that is if you could wake up tomorrow, having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Oh, I got one. Okay. okay. Um, I don't know if this is a quality or an ability, um, but I would like to not have to hit snooze 27 times before I, before I actually physically yes. get out of bed yeah. mm-hmm. or honestly open my eyes. I would say open my eyes because I hit snooze probably like 20 times and then I open my eyes and then I probably lay there for another mm, 45 minutes and then I get up. So like, I would like to just hit snooze maybe once or not at all and then immediately get up but that's just not in my cards. You know, it's just, it's for superhumans and it's not me. (laughs) My gut reaction, my answer is, um, 
just not overthink everything. I would love to wake up tomorrow and not overthink everything or be living my life and also having a separate conversation about the way I'm living my life in my head at the time that I'm living my life. The way my anxiety works is I have to constantly talk myself through the day and it's exhausting. And I saw a TikTok recently, again, you've had no single singular experience. A girl said that on TikTok. She was like, oh, you mean everyone else isn't walking through life every single day talking about in their own head exactly what they're doing and then gauging the success about the thing they just did and the thing they're about to do. And I was like, that's me. So I mean, literally I will be exhausted at the end of the day from feeling like I've lived two days in one day because of the brain power it takes to tell myself how to live and then actually doing it. So I would just love to just, you know, not think, just do. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm struggling because like, I'm like, well, could I wake up tomorrow and be like Adele and sing, have that voice? Or I don't like, um, do I want to go that direction or do I want to mm-hmm. do something more practical or more about, yeah, my actual like brain. But I, the one, my first thing that came to mind was like, be able to be a world-class chef and baker and just be able to make the best things without having to like, look at a recipe and just like be able to create Ah. the most beautiful meals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I'm a decent cook and I can do those things, but I'm definitely heavily reliant upon a recipe and like being told what to do. And I just want to be like, Yes, that's always been the coolest thing about watching any of those like baking or cooking shows is they're like given these like crazy plates to cook like never and then you never see the contestants looking at a like a cookbook or anything it's like what? like can i google and it's like a half cup of flour and a cup of this and a teaspoon yeah. of that and a tablespoon of this it's like what the hell yeah yeah that's that's, like, that that's a good one i really yeah, that's, that's a really good one that's like some people's brains just work in that way not mine not mine all right so there you go um that it was that's fun it, that was a, it was year. a lot of stuff, but there we go. Yeah. All right. Let's do our favorite thing in self-care. Let's okay. do it. Haley, you want to um, go first? Yeah, let's do it. My favorite thing and um, was actually inspired by Claire Crouch a few weeks ago and shared with us that she had tried Olipop, which is that prebiotic healthy soda. I have been, had that on my mind ever since then, but I, and I thought, oh, when I see it somewhere, I'll buy it. I I never see it anywhere. So recently an ad popped up for it on Instagram and I was like, that's it. I'm Googling what stores in Lexington have it. So on Olipop's website, um, did I mention it's Olipop I'm talking about? (laughs) On Olipop's, I don't think I even said the name. I don't know. Yeah. You can search where they're in stores. And I finally figured out they have them at Target here. So I went into Target today and bought two individual cans, one of the strawberry vanilla and one of the orange squeeze, mm-hmm. which is like their healthy orange soda. The, I drank the strawberry vanilla today. Holy Lord. Isn't that good? It, it was so good. So Claire mentioned these, if you haven't, if you missed that episode or whatever, yeah, it's a prebiotic healthy soda. So it's got all these great fiber and prebiotics in it, but it tastes a lot like, so, you know, they have like their kind of what would be like Coca-Cola. They have their version of a root beer. They have their version of, I think they're coming out with the Dr. Pepper today on their website. It said, new oh, really? coming. and it was like, it's one, you know, and love. And it had a sneak peek of the can and it looks like that maroon. Mm. Uh, 
then they have orange soda. Then they have that strawberry vanilla and cherry vanilla, which are not traditional soda flavors, but I tried it today. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. The flavor was delicious. And I just felt like, I don't know. It just felt like a treat. Like I drank it after I drank it and threw the can away. I was like, Ooh, that was, that was fun. (laughs) I really felt like that was so fun. (laughs) It was so good. So Claire, thank you for the recommendation. I was so happy. We had that's Jacqueline. That's one. When I, we were at a shoot today and after we got done with the shoot, I was like, I'll see y'all at lunch in a minute. I got to run into target. I had to get into target to pick up a few makeup items I needed. And while I was in there, I was like, this is my chance. Olipop. So I bought the two cans. First one was a wild success. And then tomorrow I'm already excited to try the orange one that I didn't have today. So anyway, Claire, thank you for the recommendation. I was so happy to finally find it in store. I'm glad to know. Yeah, you're going to have to report. I'm going to have to take a sip when you open the orange. So don't know when I get there. Okay, perfect. I won't. Yeah. No, I shared, I poured a little bit in a cup for uh, two of our producers today, Bridget and Noah, because they both were like, wait, what are you drinking? And I told them and Bridget was like, oh my gosh, I've seen that. I want to try that. So I poured them a little taste and they both were like, oh, this is good. Yeah. Yes. Your digestion. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's my fave. I just, I was so happy to finally try it Um, because even before Claire, you had mentioned it, I had seen it everywhere advertised and I was like, I want to try it. That's how I had been. So I finally took the plunge as well. The strawberry vanilla was so good. Okay. My self-care is so ever since I got, we talked about our IUDs recently, ever since I got an IUD, the birth control, the semi-permanent, whatever birth control in the last like couple of years, you know, a side effect of hormonal, hormonal birth control, be it pills, IUD, the implant, whatever, um, for a lot of women can be hyperpigmentation or melasma, the darkening of skin on your face in certain areas. I have noticed that in the last like year, two years, especially above my upper lip, the skin will get dark right there. And if I'm not careful, especially if I'm out in the sun, it will look like I have a full-on mustache and it's no hair. It's just the skin getting dark. <laughs> so when I went and got a facial recently, I got a prescription because it have, you have to get a prescription for it, that hydroquinone which is a hair ingredient that helps with skin darkening. And so they, I'm on it for three months and I just started two weeks ago and I can tell a little bit of a difference already. And I'm so excited. So you put it on in morning and night and it's kind of expensive. So I had been kind of coaching myself up like, no, it's worth it. It'll make you feel really good. You know, and so I'm just feeling good about it and feel like I'm doing something good for myself. That's going to make me feel better just, I don't know when I look in the mirror, which makes me happier emotionally too. And yeah. um, it's something I've heard about forever and seen beauty people talk about like, Oh, for skin darkening or dark spots or sunspots, you know, it's not just for the hormonal melasma or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I've been on it two weeks and I think I can tell a little bit of a difference. So I'm really excited for how it's going to be in three months. Um, anyway, but yeah, so it just feels like a very grown up thing for me to do like a prescription skincare, something I've never done that before. So anyway, that's what's new with me, babe, and self-care, Olipop and hydroquinone. You, you're the real MVPs. I'm a mature woman. I'm a mature woman. I drink prebiotic soda and put lightning cream on my upper lip where I have a man's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> That's my story. Um, all right. My oh. self-care is Amlactin, which is a lotion that I heard about on TikTok. Um, And so I, like as many, I know women do, and I don't know if men have it or not. I have that keratosis pilaris or chicken 
or strawberry skin, whatever you want to call it. It's like mm-hmm. the bumps on the backs of your arms and legs. So I've oh, had I had a, that too. Yeah. Yeah. My whole life. I, when I was a kid, I was like fully embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And, and my mom's yeah, like, oh, no one sees it, whatever. And as I've gotten older, it really hasn't bothered me. I've done things in the past, some stuff that like really burns and is terrible. And, um, if probably for the last couple of years, I haven't really cared that much, but when I came across this on TikTok, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it. And yeah. so it's a day, it's a lotion that has 12% lactic acid in it. So you only use it like twice a week and lactic acid helps, I think, break down keratin buildup. And that's what yeah. creates those bumps. Yeah. And I can already feel a difference. I've used it for like two weeks now. And I, I just, it twice a day. It doesn't smell super great. It's not like your like luxury lotion to like, you know, feel it's not good from a therapy experience. No, but it, <laughs> yeah. it really does what it's supposed to do. And I put it on my feet too. Cause it says it's, it boosts healthy skin renewal through gentle exfoliation. And it, it leaves your dry skin soft and smooth. And huh. I recommend, so if you've been seeing any videos on TikTok about amlactin. I got it at Target. I want to say it was like this little bottle. It's an eight ounce bottle and it was like 12 bucks. So I've definitely um, seen and heard of amlactin. I didn't, I don't think I realized what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I think lactic acid, it can be dangerous to, um, have lactic acid on your skin and go in the sun if you don't have sunscreen on. So Mm -hmm. that's one of those kind of like retinol, like you've, you or vitamin C, you need to make sure you protect your skin. So yeah. I've only done it at nighttime. Um, so I'm not worrying about that that much, but just something probably to keep out for. I feel like I've heard that about lactic acid before. Um, mm-hmm. but I also could be making that up. Um, and my favorite thing is rose. I just, you know, <laughs> I was really trying to think about it. Love and it. Rose has really like made me very happy lately. I mm-hmm. like, I don't have any in my house right now, unfortunately, but the last couple of times I've had it, I've just been like, I love Rose. Like when it's yes. as hot as it is and you get a nice, crisp, cool glass of Rose. Uh, if I can get two, two glasses of Rose and like, I'm a happy camper and that's all I need. And yeah, it's been like time, money, calories, all well spent. Like yes. that, like I sign off on what I have done and so I about it all around. Yes. Yes. And it really does make me happy. And that's, the, that's on that. That's on that. I love that for you, Claire. Yeah. Thank you. Jacqueline. Um, so my self-care of the week is the past like week or so, I just have been like not really in the mood to do like a workout class. Like usually I do one every day or at least like four days a week, but the past week I just, I just really have not met in the mood to do it. I like, I would rather just like walk, listen to a podcast, listen to like my own music, take, mm-hmm. the, take LEXI with me. <laughs> um, I, I cannot say the name, you know, yeah, you can't say it. Or she'll attack the yeah. iPad. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, and every day I have been consistently walking like four miles, which has been really nice. And normally when I do, um, take my dog, we do walk at least two a day, but then like by myself, I have been walking like four miles, just that's awesome workout, but it's just been like, I don't know. It's just been nice. Um, I love listening to podcasts. I feel like, you know, we've 
obviously have talked about that before on here with our headphone journey and the infamous Claire story. Um, yeah, I love listening to podcasts and especially if it's like a self-care one or I don't know, just like, like one of like my more favorites. I don't, it's just like one of those things where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to take a walk when I'm done with work. And like, I'm going to walk the whole time. And the whole time I'm going to listen to like this one podcast, that's like an hour and a half long. And I don't know. Mm -hmm. And like for the past, probably almost two weeks, it's just, I don't know. I've just have been like really rolling with it. So well, that's good. You're listening to your inner voice of like, you know, I like workout classes, but just not right now, but yeah, I still I'm like, I'm just, and this is what's going to make me feel my best physically and mentally. This is yeah, what I'm taking advantage of it. Yeah. yeah. And then like the, and like, I track all of my workouts, um, on my Apple watch. And the other day I like had like a really shitty night of sleep. And then like, I was supposed to go to like a workout class, but then I like, I like woke up with a migraine, couldn't fall back asleep, finally fell back asleep. And I just like felt horrible when I woke up just because I woke up in the middle of the night. So I canceled the workout class. And then I had this like guilty thing of like, I can't believe I did that. I'm not even going to work out today. And then I, I was like kind of spiraling about just mm-hmm. not going to a workout class at all. But I, but then I was like, no. I've been walking like it's the same thing, basically. Like it's going to be fine. The most important thing is that I'm moving. Like I need to relax. And Mm -hmm. sometimes just being trapped inside of a workout class is really like, like it it negates all the good you're doing. It's like, get me out of here. I want to go do something else. So Mm -hmm. yeah, do what feels good. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, my favorite thing this week, um, so I'm reading this book. If you're on Goodreads, you probably have seen other people reading it, but it's called the hotel. The New Testament? <sighs> yeah. Yes. It's the new Testament. Mm. Um, it's called, Sorry. it's called the hotel Nantucket and it's by Elin Hildebrand. Oh yeah. Has, she's it's so good. And it's her latest, it's like her newest book. Um, oh, that was released cool. recently. It is so good. Um, it's about this hotel that has been, that's like a really old hotel that's on Nantucket and it's been renovated and it's about, it basically follows like several employees and like their points of view, but then also the hotel is haunted. So at certain points you see the same, you see the story from the ghost point of view. And that sounds really weird, but it's actually really good. And this (laughs) ghost is cool. (laughs) <laughs> I love that sentence. That's cool. I love that. <laughs> but it's actually it's really good. And like, I don't, I don't know. I really like it. I've been flying through it. Um, it's almost okay. I will say at least my I so I read in Libby on my iPad, and my iPad tells me it is almost 600 pages. Ooh. Um, and I'm almost okay. done. But I will say, like, it's really, it's like a really fast read. Um, it goes by really fast and it's a really easy read. It's really good. If you're looking for a book, I highly recommend it. It's just a great, yeah, there's like so many different, there's like coming of age and friendships and romance and like secrets and mystery. And yeah, it's just, it's really good. It's really, really good. I highly good. recommend it. So. Good to know. Okay, cool. Ewan Hildebrand is a great author. She has so many great beach reads and just like, yeah, yeah. So that does not shock me, but this is her new one. I hadn't heard of this yet. So cool. Yeah. Very good. Yes. Very good. 
All right, y'all, we did the damn thing. Well, we did it. Um, look up those 36 questions and do this with your friends or maybe your partner or whoever, or just ask someone, Hey, you want to look in my eyes for four minutes, four minutes. It really does something <laughs> to see what happens. You can't yeah. look away. So just so you know, keep that in mind. Follow right. Um, listen, rate, review, subscribe. If you listen and you like it, write your favorite thing and then tag us in your stories or whatever, send in your questions, comments, whatever, um, the ablockpod at gmail.com. That's right. Thanks to those of us, those of you we've heard from, we want to hear from more of you. Send us your weird, awkward. Yes. Queens. Send us the weirdest message you've sent to a celebrity. <laughs> oh, if you don't think that's going to be a question on our Instagram story in the next couple of days, that's going to be a question. On our Instagram. And don't worry. <laughs> you can remain anonymous, even though we three all outed ourselves. <laughs> that's right. So take yes, some peace queen, in that. Go yes, off. Queen. Like, play. Play. <laughs> Oh, Lord. That's stupid. All right. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you then. Goodbye. Right. That'll be, yeah, at that appointment time. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.